that was awesome yeah um, no, so i was more emotionally vulnerable i would i would probably cry right now but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My name's Monish, and I'm your main host. Welcome to Real Talk. So why would you not, I mean, like, why'd you start with meh? No, no, no. Before we even get to the that, which is just fucking preposterous, I, I, I can't even... I mean... We're doing this out of love. Like you you, have to you, understand. You're crippling yourself, dude. Like I don't understand this. This is why you don't have dates. This is why you're not... I mean, dude, you meet a girl he, you he like. You want a girlfriend. It. You meet a girl you like. She actively tries to get you to do something, and you don't respond. Some of us go to therapy, and some of us read terrible ebooks. The thing is, we're all looking for love. Your neighbors are looking for love. Your parents, even at one point, were looking for love. But one guy, or uh, one man, should I say, he did something that no one else has ever tried. He did it in public, and he revolutionized his dating life in the process. And the thing is, his story, if you look close enough, could possibly change your dating life too. Let's call him. Hello. That's Joe. He has freckles, ginger hair, and he's wearing his signature glasses. And in 2014, he did not have much of a dating life because in 2014, he was officially bad with women. Like, not Michael Jackson bad, like bad, bad. Oh, I was a lonely, lonely. <laughs> yeah. um, no, uh, so yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Like, uh, I think this is something I learned in the podcast. Was like, I uh, uh, when I had like problems with things, I would kind of avoid them, and so I avoided like dating for a while. And this wasn't a recent development. You know, it, it it went all the way back to high school, man. Like, even in high school, I was like, man, this is not good. Overseas, whether it was in Mexico or Colombia. He had some success with the ladies, right? But when he got back to America, things changed. But like I lived in New York for, gosh, a couple years, um, 2012, 13. And I don't think I went, I went on maybe one or two dates that in like a year or two. And it was just like, I was like focused on work and just kind of distracting myself with that and being like, I got to make it with this. So I can't have friends or date or whatever. And it was just, uh. It was not good. And I hadn't known this was a problem for a while. Now, it was a problem. But that was when Joe sent an email that would literally change his life. And he sent that email to Tucker Max. If that name sounds familiar, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, He sent an email to Tucker Max, waited for a reply, and then... He actually, uh, he actually connected with Tucker online because I saw he was doing this mating grounds thing and thought it was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Okay, wait. So, so what, what? What is what is the mating grounds? All right, the mating grounds is a podcast. And it was created by Tucker Max. I mean, dude, and Jeffrey Miller, uh, who's a professor at the University of New Mexico, and it's got one goal: help guys improve their dating life. 
And it was basically a response to all the just terrible, terrible, terrible uh, dating advice out there. And even for guys like Joe, uh, they recognized how bad the dating advice on the internet was. And so I think I found uh, an ebook or something. And it was one of those ebooks that was like, just be the cocky, funny guy, be an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, all right, this is, this is how I'm going to do it. Yeah. So for the next like, year or two, <laughs> I was just a jerk. You were like, this is a great idea. I'm going to be cocky and I'm going to get all the women. That was what you had in your, in your head. Well, the ebook made it sound like it worked. Yeah, and I was like yeah. 18, didn't really know anything. I also read ridiculous ebooks online, like how to get all the ladies. And the advice would be, would basically be like, yo, dude, just go to the bar and tell her she sucks, uh, which seems like a great way to get a drink thrown in your face. Uh, but to preface, dating, there's a market for this material because dating is hard. And, and dating is hard not just for men, but also for women. Uh, from Datanomics, which talks the numbers game of dating, uh, for everyone that's 22 to 29, right, there is four women for every three guys, which skews the mating market in favor of men nationally. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, that means that if there's more women and there's less men, the women have less good men to choose from in the first place, which can lead to frustration, right? Uh, and then even further, if you go down, the mating market skew for different cities, colleges, towns, go to the University of Chicago, and it's 58% guys, okay? That's a lot of guys, uh, meaning the women now have more options to choose from, and the men have less and are competing with each other, right? So the guys are frustrated, right? So all around, dating can be tough. But, but, Joe, but Joe, Joe eventually stopped reading shitty eBooks because in 2015, something changed. He became part of an experiment. And it was an ordinary team of guys, it was Tucker Max, Nils Parker, and Charlie Hone, that wanted to try something new. And it was something that no one had ever really done before. Before we get to that, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, defender of humanity, and on-again, off-again rapper, Kevin Sanji! Hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just completely like my... shit on your intro. Yeah. <laughs> Ruin all the momentum that you built up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, so so a lot of our podcasts have practical takeaways, uh, but what you'll get from this podcast is a specific process. And we, with Joe, you can see it's used amazingly well in his dating life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, realist so this... I listened to the mating grounds, um, not not because I even wanted to improve my dating life or anything. It was just a recommendation from Monish, and I found it super interesting because of the way that they approached getting better at something, yeah. which is exactly what Joe did in improving his dating. Yeah, life. yeah. He, the process itself is useful for you know building a, building any sort of skill really. Yeah, no, this process is available. Uh, to everyone it's it's really simple <laughs> you're gonna you might listen to it oh, it's, it's so simple <laughs> yeah it's so but, simple but it's so difficult at the it's, same time it's it's so difficult it's not easy and uh people don't do it um all right so so basically the, the way the story starts is that joe joe sends this email and then and um emailed him email back and forth and we skyped and uh and ended up doing um, some work with him on another project. Then this thing opened up and he was like, hey, man, uh, here's an idea. Um, 
you're obviously not good with girls. How about? <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, he didn't. Say, he didn't say that, but some somewhat to the effect. Because yeah. I was like, I was, I was, um, like the reason I was interested in mating grounds, like before I got on, was you know I, I wasn't that good with girls, and uh, and so he had this idea that you know him and Charlie would help me and. I would move to Austin and everything. So I just did it because I think I was back in Ohio at the time. So Joe buys a ticket, hops in a plane, and flies to Austin. And of course... Austin was a lot better city than uh, than Ohio. So here's what happened. Uh, Joe went to these guys to improve his dating life, but they had a few bad ideas. And also, was, how did he, how did he phrase it? I'd, I really like to know the phrasing of how he... It was like, like hey, by the way, Joe, you should uh, improve your dating life. Like, How did he phrase it exactly? He just asked me. He was like, "Hey, this is an idea we were doing. Didn't work out with the guys we had. Yeah. Um, do you want to do it?" And we were, and then we were like shooting um, ideas back and forth about main grounds. It was more just my random ideas and him just shooting them down because they were bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> but finally, they had an idea, and that's that's when they struck gold, basically, right, Kev? Yeah, helping Joe is, I think, one of the best. I mean, Monish, I think you would say that it's the best audio available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best audio available. It seriously is. Yeah. It's awesome, though. It's, they take yeah. Joe and they help him improve his dating life over the course. Of, I, I don't know how long it was. Several months, mm-hmm. at least. Um, yeah. And each, t- each episode, he comes back and he, he tells them you know, exactly what happened on his last date. And then they, they hyper-analyze the date and they tell him the things he did wrong. I feel like hyperanalyze is, a, is an understatement. They, yeah, like, yeah. They, just, oh, they, they just destroy that him. Yeah. They basically, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and dude, and the thing is most, so most guys don't go out of their way to Nobody the goes day. out of their way to get this this level of feedback about anything <laughs> get, they're doing. To get roasted every <laughs> week. The, the roasting of Joe every week. Honestly. Yeah, Three guys, uh, Tucker, Niels, and Charlie, they're smart beyond their years. Uh, but Joe Joe did mention that... Tucker is uh, brutally honest and, and really gets to the point um, without kind of fucking around, which is you know really nice in, in hindsight because um, you're able to, to kind of get uh, a lot of good feedback and get a lot of... Um, I don't know, just a real perspective from someone. Brutally honest is right, because uh, the first time uh, the podcast really exploded and things got really heated was episode seven. Talking to you and whatever. Uh, but would you like to tell the, the story of episode seven and um, what you... Oh, know? God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably the best episode. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you would start there, because I don't know, like... Like sometimes I tell people just go listen to that episode, but I don't know if that's a good mm-hmm. thing to say because there's kind of a build up to it, yeah. And then that's where it kind of like pops because um, he uh, he was just pissed that I was kind of like not <laughs> just I was like all right, so here's all right, I'll, I'll go back a step. Here's what happened: um, went out on a date with somebody, had a great date, and I was kind of telling telling them about that date, and it was like the best date I had had up to that point. Yeah, and it was really fun. Girl was really great. And then Charlie was going through my text and he noticed like um, I ignored her text. Like she like had a date idea, like go, let's go to the movies and do this. And I waited, I think a day or two to text her back. And then I texted something like I texted meh. Um, <laughs> this was, this was, this was the, the, the cardinal sin, by the way. Meh. Well, because it's just <laughs> passive aggressive. Exactly. And it's weird. Yeah. Like it's just really thick. So, if you're curious uh, 
how they reacted. Uh, here is a clip from Helping Joe, episode seven, with the guys reacting to Joe's text. And she, she writes back an hour later, looks like the only unique stuff going on this week is the Princess Bride quote-along, the Moulin Rouge sing-along, and the Love Bites sing-along. Meh. Love Bites sing-along? Wait, you roll back meh? <laughs> Hold on, there's more. It's meh, dot, dot, dot. How about we go for a walk in Zilker Park? I haven't been there. Oh, my God. And she writes, hey, this was the next day. At, uh, Those options didn't he, sound good, he wrote so I was that, like, let's go do something else. Joe, Joe, you wrote, you jackass. She wrote that on Saturday at noon, and you wrote this on Monday at midnight. That's two days later. I know. Meh. You start with <laughs> meh. And then she wrote... What is wrong with you? She wrote, Seriously, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I'm actually angry. What is wrong with you? I, those options, like, didn't sound great. So I was like, let's go to do something else instead. And then she followed with, hey... Why is that so bad? Hold on. I, we're we're going to get also, into... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Also, Let me I finish this. Hold on. Like not, hold on! Shut up! <laughs> Fuck! The next morning, she, wrote, she writes, Hey, I moved all day and night the past two days, and I'm busy at work all day, but we'll give you a call this evening. Stay warm. Did she call you? Well... She didn't call. And Joe kind of gave us thoughts about that entire episode and the fallout. This motherfucker, what is he doing? And then they just kind of like went off being like, ah, you're wasting your time, you're wasting our time. Like you're not engaging in this process. And they were right. I, I wasn't like I was just kind of trying to play it cool or, or, or be cool. I don't know. It was weird. Um, and they just kind of blew up and kind of really dug deep into things that I really didn't understand um, then. And, and some of them I still don't understand now. You know, like you said, diving deep into your soul and telling you who you are <laughs> and you don't need to like, yeah, yeah. He is he's a brilliant, brilliant person and he's very good at reading people. There was, there was an episode, I think it was like episode nine, where you guys readdressed his <laughs> what, what you thought was irrational anger. Uh, towards that whole situation and he did say something along the lines of his anger was coming from a place where he was actually angry at himself and mm -hmm. his inability to teach you or something to the effect of that that's exactly what he said yeah yeah so i'm i don't know i, I felt that to be a kind of interesting insight uh and kind of introspective <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally right yeah, i'm sure that was a because he's just so he's so um i don't know what the word is about <laughs> how he's so like a, like I'm, so awesome. like, I'm a great teacher. I should be able to teach this guy something. And then, and, then I yeah. failed, and then that was a reflection of a failure on his part. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that was funny. He brought that up with his therapist. And I was like, oh, he's 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 getting so angry at this. That he <laughs> <laughs> he's so about talking to me. <laughs> Therapyception. He's talking to Joe, which is ghetto therapy. And then he's talking about that in his therapy sessions. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joe. You fucked him up, dude. Subconsciously. He is looking for acceptance and help with his problems. For Joe and a lot of guys, a lot of them don't realize uh, how much influence the unconscious mind actually has. So much of who you are was baked in childhood and baked in your genetics that certain emotional issues can bubble up to the surface and actually uh, get in the way. Probably a bunch of emotional blocks, but at least the one that was most to the surface was like, I was trying to play it cool by 
delaying communication, just like trying not to be needy or trying not to be too available, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous because I had like all the time in the world to go out on a date. Um, but I was trying to, I got to wait like, you know, 24 hours or I got to wait a day before yeah. calling her or, or like whatever ridiculous like time constraint it was. It was, um, yeah, just trying to be you, yeah too cool. You were playing this sort of manipulation. Not you weren't pl- you weren't being manipulative, but you were playing sort of the cat and mouse game that most people do, which is like, sure. oh, it's got to be twenty four hours before you text, or it's got to be you got to you got to play it cool. You got you can't be too interested rather than just being sort of yourself, just being authentic with her, and sort of just there you go, being, yeah, being yourself. Like yeah. I was trying to be somebody cool, and I'm just, I'm just not cool at least in that yeah, way. yeah like i have like i'm not that busy like i can totally text somebody or call I mean, somebody you're after cool. they like it was yeah it you're, was cool. weird. you're cooler than kevin so we can just that's oh way yeah, yeah yeah way cooler yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah that patch, that behavioral pattern that you had joe where you were kind of locked into this idea that you needed to wait a certain amount of time before responding so you wouldn't seem needy um that type of thing is what i related to the most over the course of the podcast, because I do that shit all the time, or at least I used to. Mm-hmm. And you know, where where I get a text from a girl, and rather than responding right away, which I clearly can ninety nine percent of the time, <laughs> unless I'm taking a shit or I'm in the shower, I can probably respond to the text pretty quickly. And even, I wouldn't even do- when you're taking a shit, you can still respond because you're, yeah, yeah. you're on your phone. Yeah, so I'm on Facebook while I'm taking a shit every time. Yeah, so, yeah. clearly. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'd wait like you know an hour or just have some stupid reason in my head where I, I needed to wait a certain amount of time so I wouldn't come off as being super needy or uh, or too eager to talk to the person. And then it wasn't really until I, I started to think, you know what, this is kind of wrong. I kinda, I'm tired of playing this game. But it wasn't until I heard uh, the Mating Grounds podcast, the Helping Joe series, where I was like, I, there was finally a convincing argument for me to not do that after you guys discussed that whole behavioral pattern and, I, and i've since stopped doing it so it's that, kind of the mating grounds and especially the helping joe series is basically one convincing argument after another about certain you know just certain things in your dating life and the way to approach it and that yeah, specific definitely. that specific that specific episode actually completely changed how i thought about like stop playing the mat count and mouse game that you'll see in college right you'll see in college and you'll see in the behavior oh, of, of your your peers and just sort of be upfront, be honest and uh yourself yeah right which even like even in your 20s like i remember charlie saying he had like lots of friends that did that and it kind of made him crazy because it was like you know wh- why are you why are you doing this just be kind of earnest and honest and people would appreciate that like it doesn't like people aren't looking at you like oh he just got back to me right after i texted him what a fucking loser like, he <laughs> yeah, <even> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people don't think that way like it's like i don't know like he it's, responded so efficiently so what a goddamn cocksucker <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah like i and i don't know what it is like why i thought that way probably the reading all the nonsense that i did um but yeah even like in the young adulthood and and or um or like early adulthood, like, yeah, people still do that. Um, probably, you know, a lot, most of their twenties, I, I imagine. Now, you know how we talked about a process in the beginning, uh, you might be starting to see it, right? So Joe is getting better every single week and it's this process. It was the same thing that peak performance athletes and the best people in their field do. They get deliberate and intense feedback in the science. This is a huge element of what they call deliberate practice, which is a very specific way of practicing. Um, 
And the feedback part of it is huge, right? So they get in the ring and they seek out someone to tell them, hey man, you suck, here's why, here's how to get better. And when it's something as sensitive as your dating life, most people don't do it. The truth is, when it comes to feedback and getting the honest truth about yourself, most people just can't take it. But Joe could. Uh, yeah, that's like like probably the biggest reason I did improve as much as I did was because they were just every week. Like they were um, on top of me to do stuff and kind of, you know, helping me with stuff I did wrong. Like Like in the beginning, we recorded or I recorded the dates I went on and I didn't put them on the podcast, but I gave it to them to, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, to kind of break down like what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong. And, and some, and it's funny cause you know, getting feedback, like there's, um, there's things I, I didn't know that I was doing wrong. Like things, um, like, like there's that saying unknown, no, unknowns or whatever. Like I had no idea that this was something I was doing wrong and they were, um, and they were able to smart enough to to recognize it and give me like feedback on it. Like one was that you know poor Mexican girl who um, was out in the cold. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah. Can um, you give like a quick recap just yeah. for people yeah. who have not heard this story? Yeah. Uh, so one of the first dates I went on, I think it was like episode three, four. Um, really early, one of the first dates I went on was this really cute Mexican girl I met on Tinder, and she was um, here for some uh, study abroad thing and, uh, date didn't go well. And I wasn't really sure why. And I was like, yeah, I think she just hated my guts or just wasn't interested. And Tucker was like, nobody shows up to a date uninterested. Like no one goes out of their way to do something they're going to like hate or just meet somebody they're, they're not going to like. And they kind of like going back and forth, like, like trying to figure out like what it was. And and I kind of told them my overview of the date. Then we dove deeper and they were like, it, it was uh, the winter in Austin, so like 30, 40 degrees at night. Sometimes it's warmer during the day. And they were, um, I was like, yeah, I was waiting for her outside. And they were like, why are you outside? I was like, I don't know. It was just uh, like there were other people outside. I wanted her to see me or whatever. And um, basically, we, I started the date sitting outside in the cold without a jacket. And she showed up and we were just sitting there for like five or ten minutes, like just freezing. <laughs> And, uh, and she had this like huge coat on and was like a little girl, like, and, um, and in Latin and, and, you know, the stereotype I think is like plays out there that like Latin girls get cold really easily. Like that was some mm-hmm. traveling that I would, I would notice, um, in, in places I went, like, I was like, man, it's not that cold. Why is she freezing? But <laughs> she was, and I just didn't realize it. And they were like, wait, why were you, why were you outside? And then they kind of, we kind of went into that and it was, it was pretty funny, but, um, yeah, so that was one just like, like, I didn't even know, like, and, and that probably, uh, you know, shot my chances with her because she was just like, this guy is crazy. Why is he outside in the cold? I'm freezing. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with this person? <laughs> and, 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 uh, and just to be clear, there was the opportunity to go inside, right? Like, that was a big yeah, oh, yeah, totally. Into air conditioned territory. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, yeah okay. sorry. There was like through the window, you could see a massive heater yeah. inside of the <laughs> Just like seven feet big. Just like, <laughs> she was just staring at it the whole time. Not even yeah. She was up. like awkwardly pointing to the heater, like during the day, <laughs> gesturing towards it. Really <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it was like it was a gelato bar too. It was like a little gelato place, and yeah, there was an inside and outside, and there were other people sitting outside, but they yeah. all had coats on. I didn't. 
So I thought it was, oh, I'll just wait for oh, You know what goes good with um, cold weather? Cold ice cream. Just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's already been through this. Yeah. yeah. This uh, day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Joe, 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 Joe loved his Hispanic girls. That's kind of what I like. But yeah. another Hispanic girl, she <laughs> went out. Um, I, I gave them the audio that date and Charlie was listening to it and he was like, Dude, it was eight minutes before you asked her a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the question you asked her was, um, so you grew up Hispanic, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense at all. Like, what are you talking about? But, and- I, I actually grew up Indian, uh, Joe. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I argue with that. I think I asked that you grew up with Spanish. Yeah, right? yeah. You grew up yeah. learning Spanish. But... I don't know. Maybe I did ask her. It's definitely, it's like when, when you said that, like on the show, I was like, I totally know what he meant to say, but I understand why it was misconstrued by either, you know, like Tucker and Charlie and Niels or whoever was on that show. And probably the girl who was uh, across from you. But yeah, the more important thing was I didn't ask a question for eight minutes. Like I was just kind of like, you know, it was, and then Tucker said something else. Like it was like, you're like, this is like a job interview. You don't want to be like, (laughs) be And I was like, yeah, yeah. Shit, why, is, why am I so low energy? Why is this so like, why is this like a painful thing? And it was kind of a painful thing. Cause I was like, like the whole time in those early dates running through my head was, and they, and they kind of like drilled into me to kind of figure this out was, um, I was kind of thinking like, like, how's this going? Am I doing well? Does she even like me? And it was all this like performance anxiety and putting like this person's judgment of me like ahead of my judgment of them or even like, do I even like this person? Like, I don't even know this person, but I still wanted to do so well on the date or just make it like go well and be smooth and cool. And um, that really got in the way of like what the point of it was, which was to kind of connect with somebody and and have a good time and have fun and see if this is someone I want to date or see again. Week after week after week, Joe is getting better. And in late 2015, his life turned upside down. Because the thing is, Joe, Joe got good. Like, he got really good. Here's a clip from helping Joe um, of the guys celebrating his success. And in the episode he's talking about, I remember it very clearly, he's right. You did come in. I think I even mentioned it. I said, dude, have you ever seen him this happy and this sort of <laughs> confident? And you're like, no, never. Which is great. That's the whole point, right? right? Um, so I think you kind of reached a point where it was like the first part, the first way, the first set of things we had to deal with, we got past, you know, like you understand the, like the, the very foundational stuff. You need friends. You need a social life. You understand you, you're, you're not getting in your own way anymore. You have a method and a process both to meet women and to deal with them in an effective way. Whereas before, like you didn't even know what you were doing wrong and everything you were doing was hurting you. Now, you uh, most of the things you're doing are helping you and the things that you're doing wrong, you, you can basically kind of understand where those, at least the regions are, you know? So, in case it hasn't been clear on the podcast, Charlie and Niels and I are incredibly proud of the progress Joe has made and of him. And, uh, now, Joe had a hard time internalizing successes. It was easy for him to just see the negative. Uh, but the moment he really realized how good he was was when he was at a wine bar 
called Vino Vino, and the manager came up to our table and was like, "Like, you guys know Joe brings all his girls here, right? He's a fucking pimp." And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> you got the yeah. biggest like boner the, there just immediately on yeah. the spot. That's insane. Correct the entire time. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't I wasn't on a date, but I was just with a few friends, but still it was like pretty funny. Like and Tucker was even like, This is like a really this is one of the best wine bars in Austin. And the manager here is going up to you. Like you started like with no fr- you came to Austin, no friends, no women, no anything, no no prospects even. And like now, six months later, with the help of, of them in this podcast, you're at a point where like the the manager of like a pretty popular, not I don't know popular, but just really high quality, great place is like coming up to you and be like, "This motherfucking pimp bring girls in all the time." So that was <laughs> dude. It, it, was it, it's funny. called Vino Vino. It sounds like Italian mob bosses drink there, dude. It's it sounds awesome. So uh, <laughs> it must be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, so. Yeah. <laughs> For 30 minutes of this podcast that I had to cut out, we basically sucked Joe's dick. <laughs> we just cross blue in the entire time. <laughs> it was it was just dis- it was a collaborative. I, I was I was listening to the tape and it was actually pretty disgusting. We were like, Joe, you're like so amazing for doing this. Oh my god, like, we just it was also Joe. Can I have your phone yeah. J- 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 Joe, what's your? Can, can we hang out sometime? <laughs> yeah, dude. And um. Dude, what's what's crazy? Yeah, dude, we had a lot of things to say to him um, because, to me, man, the sh- dude. Okay, well, first of all, let's let's to me and Monish, Joe's like a fucking celebrity to us. Yeah, can, you know, especially especially you, dude. I mean, like, yeah, Joe is the guy that that you, uh, you know, he was the the reference for you learning everything you know about <laughs> yeah exactly so this show dude what what they built there like it literally helped me uh 180 my dating life and my social life like i, I was there, there was a point where i was like so i have like basically no friends and this show helped me uh understand what it took to actually uh, build that dating life and build that social life it literally literally did I, I attribute the you fact know how, you know how you know how girls say a lot a lot of times they'll be like I have no fucking friends and then actually they have like seven million friends. <laughs> Monish wasn't like that he actually had no, <laughs> nobody liked him at all. <laughs> shut the fuck up I, I had my mom okay <laughs> no uh dude no I mean literally like so there was a there was a there was a time when Charlie I think he said something to he was kind of grilling <laughs> Joe um but Joe was basically like you know dude I don't like the bars and Charlie was like look dude I get it bars suck like it's loud you can't hear anybody and and technically i mean jeffrey miller pointed it's a it's a bad mating market there's no there's no animal that would construct a bar as a mating market ever right but then charlie made the point he was like but dude like if people go there like if people hang out there that's where the people are right then like, i always just yeah i always say so i understand because you you fucking hate bars monish i hate them everybody <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the same time you don't hate them because you go there with friends i always say like bars are a great place not to create new relationships although that happens mm-hmm. of course they're a great a great place to go to improve already existing social yeah. relationships you know you go with friends you have some drinks you feel closer together you're at the bar i mean that's like that's pretty standard hanging out yeah. as a 20 something. year old. Yeah. And dude, I mean, I literally, I had chart like that night. I didn't want to go out because I was like, eh, I just want to stay in. Cause usually dude, I'm, I'm, I was like Joe in the same way. I wanted to stay in and be on my, <laughs> yeah, um, you're a big boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I literally had Charlie's voice in my head. He was like, go out, Monish, go out. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I went out that night just out of my own volition. And 
saw this, uh, this girl and struck up conversation. And then a year later, uh, we are still in now in a relationship, which is crazy. Yeah, dude. It's, I feel like with a lot of learning how to date or learning how to, you know, get a girl, it's, it's kind of like weird and like almost objectifying and creepy often, but this isn't like that. It takes a whole different approach. It's about how to connect with other human beings. Yeah. It's about how to be a better human being and, and how to, you know, know yourself better and, and understand other people and understand how to connect with other human beings. Not, not even just for dating. I mean, they talk about friendship and, and everything else. So yeah, it's, basically it's a very, it's a very human podcast. Yeah, and, and basically the parts of your life that you care about. Right. Um, dude. And also Kevin, you had an awesome story uh, that I loved. Dude, you know what I just realized? Awesome. This is this is a another another reason that this show has impacted me. Um, Moni, she'll like this. Is I, I would have never so okay, Joe, really quick backstory. We don't have to include this in the podcast. I just want to tell you. Um, but I think it was last October. I, I had been in a, a serious relationship for about three years. And then my girlfriend cheated on me. I broke up with her. And I had a, a very long period of time where I was just you know, alone and upset about everything. And I didn't interact with any girls for probably about 10 months. Um, like nothing. I mean, of course I, I had found, I would tried to pursue girls, but nothing ever worked. And I got really upset about it. I started listening to the podcast. Uh, gave me a lot of great information. You know, I read, uh, Brene Brown, I read Darren Grayley and I loved that. And it's funny because I, I met another girl about a month and a half ago and we connected super well and we, we had like a really good thing together. She ended up moving to the other side of the planet shortly after uh, meeting me. So that sucked. But one of the first conversations we had was about Darren Greatly and I referenced the shit out of it. And I referenced <laughs> that I had, I had picked it up from a podcast that I was listening to. So I don't think that ever would have happened if I, if I wouldn't have even listened to the podcast. And this is something that uh, is very important to me. Like meeting this girl and everything that we did together is something that's a, a very significant event in my life that I will remember forever. And it came from just listening to that podcast. I mean, obviously that wasn't the one uh, factor that influenced this happening, but I don't think that it would have happened. And I don't think that I would have connected with her in that way if I hadn't listened to the podcast and really learned about myself in the time that I did while I was uh, going through the podcast. Me, me and Kevin are acting like little schoolgirls wow. right now. Like this is yeah, like, yeah. Dude. yeah, dude. yeah dude. First of all, that's amazing, Kevin. That's uh, probably the best. Uh, Got to be one of the best. Um, I don't know piece of feedback or testimonials I've ever heard for anything like any main grounds helping Joe stuff related. So that was awesome. But but yeah, we're talking like I feel like we're talking too much about, <laughs> about <laughs> yeah break this show instead of like, like yeah man. Like, yeah. like, I guess, um, like, what do your listeners want to know? What do they want to, like, what do you well, think that that would be helpful for them? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I, just, I just felt, I felt like I had to let you know that. Yeah. <laughs> we could, we could move I'm on. Totally glad you did. I'm totally glad you did. Like, that was, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, no, so I was more emotionally vulnerable. I would, I would probably cry right now. But, <laughs> but, uh, no, that was, that was cool. Thank you.
So Joe, Joe was basically like, what are the main takeaways? And I, what are the main takeaways, right? The main takeaways really is first, most people completely wing their dating life, right? But dude, our romantic lives matter. And things that matter take work, they take effort. And if a part of your life matters to you, and it's not going as well as you want, um, it's worth going out of your way to improve. It just is, right? Like Joe, every week he went up there and improved his dating life because it mattered to him, right? Uh, second, the process Joe used is really simple. Um, in the military, they call this an OODA loop, and this is kind of a deviation of that. Um, but number one would be, of this process is number one is get great information right uh, for dating a great place to start the meeting grounds uh, but the key really is to base your decisions on science not bias not agendas you know not your grandfather telling you hey tell her that you love her and she'll marry you that that's not how it works right uh the beautiful thing about science is that it does its best to account for human error and accounts for bias as best as it can and look it's not perfect it's not perfect but it's the best process we have for getting good information so number one get good information and then number two once you have that good information act on that good information right so imagine you're training for a marathon and then suddenly the gun goes off and you're like oh i haven't practiced ever look you the same is true for your romantic life right so you actually have to go out and meet people you actually have to talk to them right you can't sit inside all day and whatever that action you need to take is whether it's hanging out with your friends whether it's a date, uh, whether it's reconnecting with someone, you have to actually put yourself in front of people for things to happen, and you have to do it on a semi-regular basis, right? Um, number three, which is the one that we kind of hinted at the whole time, uh, get feedback and improve on that feedback. This is the kicker, right? So, look, I think everyone needs someone to just yell at them and keep them in check, right? Like, my sister will hop on my shit in two seconds if I'm doing something wrong. But whether that's a group of friends where you discuss your dates um, and you go over points of improvement, or if you don't have people like that, you're just reading a lot of books in the place of that good feedback, you're listening to podcasts, you need guidance so that you're on the right track, right? And look, if you don't, not everyone has three really smart guys to sit down with. So books can take the place of that. But the best thing is to get that personalized feedback on that human level to actually talk to someone and be like, hey, why did she uh, throw a drink in my face, right? Um, and number four, really, is rinse and repeat. It, it's simple, but it's hard, right? And there, there are a million little things that you, that, that you can unpack with dating. But if you get a little better every day, you'll probably end up in a place where you're like, hey, I'm pretty good at this. I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, right? Uh, which was the case for Joe, right? Um, now, the mating grounds uh, helping Joe uh, more specifically ended, um, but it ended in the middle of when he was dealing with career stuff and it ended somewhat abruptly. So I actually asked him how he felt about it. It kind of ended on this weird note where it was like, um, we didn't hit the goals or make the progress like I didn't hit the goals or make the progress I wanted to in this kind of career aspect mm -hmm. and then once I got a job that kind of was just a, a job not necessarily something I wanted to do the rest of my life or, or or I wasn't like like I think let me step back a sec like the goal of the next part of the podcast was to kind of figure out career stuff and beyond 
a path towards maybe finding meaningful work or or finding like a, a good job or, or whatever, like helping Joe with his kind of career or get his work handled, which is like another huge thing in life that people don't really teach you. Like one is like dating relationships, even friendships. People don't really like school doesn't cover that. Your parents usually don't teach teach you um, much about it. They didn't teach me much about it. And then another thing, big thing is like, what are you going to do with kind of your career and finding meaning in work? So that was kind of the direction of the second part of the podcast. And I didn't really make the progress I wanted to make. And I kind of, like Neil said it, I, I, I quit. And that was hard to hear, but he was, he was right. And I don't even know if it was conscious. I think part of it was conscious, but part of it was like kind of unconscious, just all right, I'm done. Uh, we're good. See ya. And, um, and yeah, looking back, I was like, fuck, like I had a really great opportunity to maybe get this other part of my life handled and it didn't work out. And, uh, so that's why I have a little bit of regret and kind of Mm -hmm. disappointment. Um, but you know, overall it was still pretty awesome experience. Remember how in the beginning I said, some of us go to therapy, um, but Joe did something different. Well, I lied, sort of. I asked Joe how his life was after the podcast. So I started seeing a therapist, and that's been really interesting. Uh, that was one of the main pieces of advice they gave me after was to, like, one, just see a therapist and kind of get through these, like, you know, issues, emotional blocks, whatever. And that's been really interesting. Um, and it was something we, uh, like, like, kind of parenting and childhood was something we never really talked on the podcast, even though it's like a big, um, thing and something I didn't even like realize how much, how important it like your childhood is to like you as an adult. Like, I don't know if this is like normal, but I just think like, Oh, I'm like my own person. I'm an individual. Like, you know, my parents were whatever, but now it's all on me. It's not necessarily true. Like a lot of and I'm sure there's, you know, research somewhere that, you know, uh, you know, says this. I don't know the sources, but I know the general idea is that, like, a lot of who you are, like your personality, how you handle um, anything emotional, really, is like, and kind of encoded yeah. from years zero to eight, and that's it. Like, your hard drive is set, and then you don't really change. You can't really change a whole lot after that. And kind of realizing that and figuring out, like. You know, it was, it's weird. Like therapy is weird. It, it was just like going back in time to figure out what really happened and like why I am the way I am now because of like, I don't know, stuff that happened when I was a kid. So that's been interesting. Um, started working for a moving company, which is basically like getting your squats working. in. Oh, dude, it's like, <laughs> it's like deadlifting <laughs> for a job. Five. <laughs> Yeah, for a job. Five hours a day. You should tell just, that to girls, by the deadlifts. way. Wait, wait, I'm a professional, <laughs> Joe, professional crossfitter. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, what do you do? No, oh, I fun. deadlift for a living. That's uh, what I do all day. Yeah. I clean and jerk. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> that might that might be unfortunate phrasing, but uh, in a bar <laughs> context. Or, or very, yeah, or or very, very fortunate context. Yeah. yeah. And for Joe, life is more nuanced than a happy ending or you know, brutality a la Game of Thrones style. Uh, but above all, he felt lucky. Oh, totally. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, it's kind of one of those things where, you know, I get to hear from people like you guys, and I'm like, oh, man, this really mattered to a lot of people. And it was also mattered to me a lot, and it was yeah. just awesome to do. 
And um, yeah, I feel pretty lucky to have been able to do it. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It was yeah, it was one of those things where I'll look back on and be like, man, that was that was pretty awesome. And still, I look back at it now, and it's like really glad I did that. Yeah. Um, and even though like like I like my dating life has slowed down since it ended, like there's still things like I'll do from that podcast, like whether it's asking for a girl's number or yeah. getting a number or or setting up a date or even like a booty call where I'll be like, I wouldn't <laughs> have been able to do that without the without the podcast. Yeah. So Well, dude, yeah. yeah. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like even after it ended, like there were like things where I like, man, I wish like I could have talked about that on the podcast because it was just it was like something that happened where I was like, man, I wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that before before all this. Or it was like just kind of a kind of a next cool step. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, dude, yeah. Uh I know I know this by the way, this entire podcast sounds like the biggest advertisement for uh, helping Joe, probably in the existence of mankind. Uh, but I hope, yeah, I hope I was able to give some oh, sort of oh, it, you, you were, experiential you, advice or being like, here's what I did that worked. Maybe it'll work. <laughs> yeah. I don't um, know. You, you were, yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah, you were great, dude. I just know that what you built there, I know that you kind of showed up and you helped produce the podcast, but, uh, what you built there, it, it, it really did, um, shift, uh, a random brown guy in Illinois' life, right? Um, so, uh, <laughs> and, and like, and, yeah, you made you made you made a bit of an impact on a a shorter Asian yeah, guy as well, who's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I know, I know, I know. Basically, I know I referenced that like there were small, small things that sort of gradually accrued that really helped me improve. But I mean, there was also, I guess, it kind of I blocked things from my memory, but there were. There were definitely moments and big things like uh, I just want to end on is where the basic premise was just stop trying to be cool. Stop trying to be someone you're not. Stop trying to like put on a show. Stop trying to be a performer. Just go out there, meet people and have fun. And when I mentally said that to myself, I actually wrote it down. <laughs> like, Right. Uh, when I actually did that and I thought about that, it completely shifted my perspective of how I viewed people, how I viewed dating, how I how I acted, the the, the jokes that came out of my mouth when I was talking to people, uh, it, it really it really helped, and and that was that was one of the that was when I saw like almost like a power curve of of improvement, um, and I wouldn't have come across that advice if it wasn't for what you guys built. So, dude, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, this is usually we have guests on, and we like we we like their material. It's kind of a crucial point. Uh, this is if you're gonna listen. If you're gonna listen to one thing, this is the thing to listen to. That's it's it's uh, it's really yeah. Cool. I agree. So, yeah. thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, like like your stories and, and feedback and all the the compliments. So much appreciated. And, and I yeah, I appreciate you guys kind of opening up about like how it helps. This episode was co-hosted by Kevin Sanji. Uh, special guest was Joe Antonucci. Uh, feedback was by Jared Sports, Nathan Lieberman, Vishali Sundarajan, Kevin Sanji, and Justine Brum. Uh, music is by Electric Mantis. Uh, if you like this episode, please, please, please uh, tell a friend. Uh, if your friend is rich and famous, uh, tell them. Uh, also, we got an email list. If you want to get updates from 
whenever the show comes out and get all the lessons from season two, plus get some bonus material. Uh, again, sign up at realtalkstudio.com slash insider. One more time, that's realtalkstudio.com slash insider. Uh, three times, going once, going twice, going three times, realtalkstudio.com slash insider. Uh, sign up, it will make my day. And uh, yeah, my name is Monish. This is Real Talk, signing off.